views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of my fabulous sponsors or advertisers. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This disclaimer was provided by DisclaimerTemplate.com. Hello, my lovely, loyal listeners. It's Jasper's Rose. This is episode 193, you guys. Can you believe it? We're in season three, episode 193. Seven more episodes to go to 200. But in the meantime, in between time, we have to get through episode 193, which is this one. And I want to start out by saying thank you so much for your lovely, loyal listenership. Even though I would continuously babble into this phone, into this phone for my own benefit, I really hope that what I'm reading to help myself helps others as well. Like one body, somebody told me. You know, your your podcasts are a message in a bottle. And we all know the ocean is a huge, huge place. But hopefully, here, we all resonate and we all get somewhere further in our thought process, in our growing together. Because at the end of the day, We're all a work in progress, and we're all constantly growing. You know what I mean? You grow older, not younger, but you steadily growing. And on that note, y'all know this show is an hour. So I'll be dragging this intro on, but (laughs) I really do appreciate your lovely, loyal listenership. And after this brief pause for the cause, we'll be back with today's episode this Sunday, November 13th, 2022 episode of Just Miss Rose and you. Can I tell you I love you for listening? I know I love you for listening. I told you I love you. I truly, truly love you for listening. And we'll be right back. All right, my lovely, loyal listeners, we are back and we are on the website webmd.com. And this article is titled Manipulation Symptoms to Look For. Written by WebMD editorial contributors. Medically reviewed by Dan Brennan, MD, on November 19th, 2020. It's natural for people in relationships to experience problems as the relationship grows. Sometimes these problems stem from emotions or greed. One type of problem that can surface in any type of relationship 
is manipulation. This is a problem that can lead to others along the way. Learn the signs of manipulation and what to do about it if if it surfaces in your relationships with others. What is manipulation? Manipulation is the exercise of harmful influence over others. People who manipulate others attack their mental and emotional sides to get what they want. The person manipulating, called the manipulator, seeks to create an imbalance of power and take advantage of a victim to get power, control, benefits, and or privileges at the expense of the victim. Manipulation can happen in close or casual relationships, but they are more common in closely formed relationships. In a way, everyone can manipulate others to get what they want. But manipulation is defined as any attempt to sway someone's emotions to get them to act or feel a certain way. Manipulators have common tricks they'll use to make you feel irrational and more likely to give in to their requests. A few common examples include guilt, complaining, comparing, lying, denying, feigning ignorance or innocence. Blame, mind games. Signs of manipulation. Manipulation can happen in many forms. In fact, some kindness can be a form of manipulation depending on the intent. Then the question is raised, is any form of influence considered manipulation. Whether manipulation has good or bad intentions, it is still an attempt to undermine your rational thinking. People who manipulate others have common traits that you can look for. They include, they know your weaknesses and how to exploit them. They use your insecurities against you. They convince you to give up something important to you to make you more dependent on them. If they are successful in their manipulation, they will continue to do so until you are able to get rid to get out of the situation. Other signs of manipulation include location advantage. A manipulator will try to bring you out of your comfort zone and places that you are familiar with to have an advantage over you. This can be in any place that the manipulator feels ownership of or in control. 
manipulation of facts. A manipulator will actively lie to you, make excuses, blame you, or strategically share facts about them and withhold other truths. In doing this, they feel they are gaining power over you and gaining intellectual superiority. Exaggeration and generalization. Manipulators are experts in exaggeration and generalization. They may say things like, no one has ever loved me. They use vague accusations to make it harder to see the holes in their arguments. Cruel humor. This tactic used by manipulators is meant to poke at your weaknesses and make you feel insecure. By making you look bad, they have a sense of psychological superiority. Gaslighting. This tactic is used by the manipulator to confuse you and make you question your own reality. The manipulation happens when you confront the abuse or lies and the manipulator tells you that it never happened. Passive aggression. People can be passive aggressive for many reasons that aren't always intended to be manipulative. But chronic long-term manipulators will use this tactic to make you feel guilty and give backhanded compliments. They are doing this to show anger without directly being angry, making you feel confused. Constant judging. The manipulator does not hide their manipulation behind humor or good fun. In this case, they are openly judging, ridiculing, and dismissing you. They want to make you feel like you're doing something wrong and that no matter what you do, you will be inadequate to them. They only focus on negative aspects and do not offer constructive solutions. Treating manipulation. Manipulation can be hard to identify or admit to when it's happening to you. You are not at fault for having manipulation happen to you. There is no way to prevent manipulation because it's an issue of the manipulator. It's up to the manipulator to find help. However, there are ways to reduce the emotional impact of manipulation. Here are a set here are ways to set strong boundaries in a relationship. Communicate in clear, direct, and specific ways. Understand when manipulation is not normal and needs to be addressed. Set boundaries around manipulation and find a way to let the person know that you understand they are manipulating you and that you don't want to be a part of that conversation. 
Seek out a trusted individual who is not under the influence of the manipulator and ask their advice about your situation. Being able to identify manipulation is a large part of putting an end to it. If manipulation is coming from a loved one, it can be very difficult to seek help. However, manipulation can take a toll on your own emotional well-being. Therefore, it's important that you are able to find a safe way out of the situation. Support and resources. If you feel like you may be getting manipulated by a loved one, friend, or coworker, it is important to reach out to a trusted resource to find help. Resources to consider include relationship counselor, therapist, friends, trusted family members, National Abuse Hotlines. All right. And that, you guys, is the end of that article on WebMD. Manipulation. Symptoms to look for. And hopefully nobody is manipulating you. And hopefully you're not being the manipulator. Either way. We'll be right back after this brief pause for the cause. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. We'll be right back. It's time for Dictionary Definition of the Day. Today's dictionary definition word of the day brought to you by Oxford Languages is Machiavellian. It's an adjective, cunning, scheming, and unscrupulous, especially in politics. It's also a noun, a person who schemes in a Machiavellian way, Machiavellian, and we'll be right back. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back and now we are on the website journals.aom.org. And this article is titled 15 Signs You Work With a Narcissist, Machiavellian, or Psychopath. Ever get the feeling that certain co-workers are only looking out for themselves, not the company or their colleagues? If so, you might be working with a narcissist, Machiavellian, or psychopath, or someone who behaves in ways that define those personality disorders. According to an Academy of Management Perspectives article, Shady Strategic Behavior, Recognizing Strategic Behavior of Dark 
triad followers. Their interests aren't organizational interests. Their interests are for themselves, said Bridget Shins of Naomi Business School. Neoma Business School. Shins co-authored the article with Barbara Wise of the University of Groningen and Durham University Business School and Stacey Sanders of the University of Groningen. All three types collectively called dark triad personalities may be guided by the wrong values, lack a moral compass, and compassion for others, and use their position as follower to pursue their own goals, the authors wrote. Narcissists have a strong sense of entitlement and a constant need for attention and admiration. They are arrogant and consider themselves to be superior to others. Machiavellians are sly, deceptive, distrusting, and manipulative. They are characterized by cynical and misanthropic beliefs, callousness, a striving for money, power, and status, and the use of cunning influence tactics. In contrast to narcissists, Machiavellians do not necessarily have to be the center of attention and are satisfied with the role of puppeteer, unobtrusively pulling the strings. Psychopaths are unlikely to consider the needs and wishes of others and are unafraid of crossing moral boundaries. By creating chaos in the organization, as well as in co-workers' personal lives, they can pursue personal agendas without detection. They do not, on, they do not only enjoy hurting people, they strategically use humiliation and bullying to direct other people's attention away from their hidden selfish activities. Psychopaths are often viewed as the most malevolent, malevolent ones of the dark triad. Many researchers have studied these behaviors among organizational leaders, but Shins, Wise, and Sanders focused on followers. These behaviors among followers, the authors wrote, can hurt organizations in several ways. Some dark triad followers might be keenly interesting, interested in being promoted to leader positions. Given that those in leadership positions usually have greater power, the position also offers the opportunity to cause greater damage. This makes the detection of problematic behavior prior to a possible promotion important, they wrote. Narcissists want to become leaders because they feel entitled to these positions and they want to be admired. 
psychopaths want leadership positions because they want more leeway to do what they want. Machiavellians are a little different. They will choose positions to best suit their own needs and goals. For them, it might be more important to pull the strings. If Machiavellians can, as followers, manipulate leaders, that might be enough for them. Skins explains. I mean, Shins explains. Or is it Shines? It's S-C-H-Y-N-S. Anyway. But such behaviors can be more difficult to detect among followers than leaders. Excuse me. Leaders are viewed as the primary persons for developing and executing a strategy. And strategic behavior of followers is less expected, the authors wrote. As a consequence, potential shady strategic behavior of followers may be less closely scrutinized and organizations may miss out on opportunities to mitigate those destructive influencers, influences of dark triad followers. In addition, Shins said, narcissists, Machiavellians, and psychopaths may behave quite differently to their followers and to their peers than they behave toward their leaders. These 15 behaviors can help identify dark triad followers, the authors wrote. Red flag behaviors. Number one, overclaiming or falsely taking credit for contributions to the organization, narcissism. Two, Actively promoting themselves, narcissism and Machiavellianism. Machiavellianism. Number three, being aggressive after negative feedback and criticizing the source of feedback, narcissism. Number four, treating valued members of the organization, trophy colleagues, differently than those who do not boost their egos narcissism. Number five, demonstrating a self-perceptive with a choose-your-battles mindset, Machiavellianism. Number six, trying to control or minimize other people's influence, narcissism, Machiavellianism, psychopathy. Number seven, not sharing knowledge with colleagues, Machiavellianism. Number eight, using manipulation to reach strategic goals, Machiavellianism, psychopathy. Number nine, scheming for personal scheming for personal benefit without considering consequences for others, narcissism, Machiavellianism psychopathy. Number 10, competing rather than cooperating, Machiavellianism, psychopathy. Number 11, 
making quick, short-term focused decisions without considering consequences for others. Psychopathy. Number 12, making bold, risky decisions without regard to organizational rules or ethics. Narcissism and psychopathy. Number 13, questioning authority figures, rules, and the status quo. Psychopathy. Number 14, bullying or criticizing co-workers to focus on interpersonal relationships instead of tasks at hand. Psychopathy. Number 15, luring co-workers into wild behaviors or seducing co-workers or supervisors into romantic relationships. Machiavellianism and psychopathy. What should a manager do after identifying such job candidates or employees? If you can avoid it, don't hire them. If you have them, don't promote them, Shin said. Managers who spot any of these red flag behaviors might want to talk with the person about the behavior as well as check with other people in the organization the person interacts with, Shen says. Don't wait for a performance review period. Seek 360-degree feedback about the person. It could be just the tip of the iceberg, and there are other behaviors that are potentially problematic. It's well advised to have a good look around. Co-workers who see a red flag behavior should say something. Don't just let it slip. Talk to the person and talk with others to find out if it happened to them. If it was once, maybe it was just a misunderstanding. But if it's several times and it happened to different people, then it is certainly something you need to deal with. You need to talk to your boss. You need to talk to HR. You need to make sure it doesn't happen again, Shin says. You really have to be careful about promoting such people because you may have even more problems once these people get more leeway, more responsibilities, and their own followers as well. In many cases, Training can help employees who behave in these ways, she said. Machiavellians will go along with learning ways to achieve their goals, which is their main aim. It's more difficult for narcissists because they don't handle feedback well. So you have to position training as a way to make them even better than they already are. I think psychopaths are the most difficult of the three to train. But if we can get them to a point where they understand that training is a useful thing to do, they don't need to be genuine in going along with it. Faking it might still be helpful if it means they're following the rules at work. For dark triad personalities, if we give them a lot of leeway in organizations, a lot of strategic influence 
they will use it. However, if we limit them with checks and balances and performance feedback, for example, then they might not have opportunities to express those traits. They might not be as nasty if we just keep them in check. It doesn't mean the trait goes away. It just means they don't have a chance to express it. Once you know you've got these people, then you have to use your human resource measures. Okay? And that, you guys, is the end of that article on journals.aom.org. 15 signs you work with a narcissist, Machiavellian, or psychopath. All right, you guys. And we'll be right back with yet another exciting article. And you know what? If you're dealing with a narcissist, a Machiavellian, or a psychopath, run in the other direction. Unless, of course, you are the psychopath, the the Machiavellian, or the narcissist. In which case, I'm going to say, get you some help. And we'll be right back. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back. And we are on the website, Soberish. And this article under their mental health category is how to tell if someone is a master manipulator. It was written by Alicia Gilbert, posted on August 20th, 2021, updated on October 22nd, 2022. Have you ever had someone in your life who made you feel like you couldn't trust yourself? It could be a parent, sibling, friend, colleague, or romantic partner. Master manipulators come in all different forms. They have a special talent for manipulating others to get what they want. But how do you spot a master manipulator and what are some signs you should look out for? We'll examine the telltale signs of manipulation and provide strategies for navigating or ending these relationships to live happier lives. What is a master manipulator? Not everyone is a master. Not everyone who is manipulative is a master manipulator. These are the people who excel at engaging in calculated behavior to advance their own end game. They are what is known as Machiavellians or High Macs. Machiavellians are named after the notorious philosopher Niccolo Machiavelli. He is perhaps most famous for his book, The Prince, in which he argued it is better for leaders to be feared than loved. Machiavelli believed that immoral behavior like deceit, brutishness, and murder was a perfectly normal and effective way to achieve 
political ends. These people have a strong desire to get ahead in the world. They are not afraid to use manipulation skills to get what they want. Machiavellianism is characterized by an arsenal of tactics that people may use in order to reach their desired goal, regardless of the harm they might cause others. People who have these traits are most likely going to be more persuasive because they will be able to convince others that they that what they want is best for them. Warning signs of a master manipulator. Why do some people become master manipulators? People are not born Machiavellians. It is a learned trait. Researchers have found that environmental factors play a role in shaping manipulative behavior. Individuals who experience abuse, trauma, or neglect in childhood are more likely to become high max. The theory goes that children who do not experience trust or care as children can grow up to become distrustful of others. Trust is the foundation for developing skills like empathy and compassion. The more empathy and moral values that drive a person, the less likely they are to want to harm others. High Machiavellians lack empathy. They have no scruples about deceiving or exploiting others. In fact, they may even take joy in it. Skilled manipulators only care about their end game. They will worry about your well-being and feelings only to the extent that it benefits or advantages them. 13 Common Manipulation Tactics Because master manipulators are good at what they do, it can be hard to admit to ourselves that we're being manipulated. It's important to know the signs. Of course, we usually have a gut feeling that something isn't right. There may be mind games at play, gaslighting, or being made to feel like you're going crazy. But manipulators are good at making us question our own judgment. Then there's the shame. How could we be so foolish? Why didn't we see what was really going on? These feelings of shame and guilt can trap us into emotionally abusive relationships we struggle to escape. But there are common signs of manipulation you can look out for if you start to feel that someone in your life 
is taking advantage of you. We'll explore some common red flags and provide you with strategies to get support. Number one, they come on way too strong. In romantic situations, this is known as love bombing. Love bombing refers to the phenomenon in which someone new into your life showers you with affection and love for no apparent reason. It's too early in the relationship for this intensity to make sense. Individuals who do this are often looking to get something from you, like time and commitment. They manufacture a closeness with you as a means of control. It's not just limited to romantic relationships. Love bombing can happen in professional and platonic relationships as well. Number two, they weaponize guilt. Master manipulators prey on our vulnerability to guilt. If you try to express your feelings to them, they are experts at manipulating your words and making you feel wrong. Have you ever tried to have a serious conversation with someone about how they make you feel only to have them turn the entire thing back on you? Why didn't you bring this up sooner? Why are you making me out to be the bad guy? Don't you know how much pressure I've been feeling at work? By the end of the conversation, you're the one apologizing to them for feeling upset by their actions. Number three, they always play the victim. This is related to guilt trips. Master manipulators know how to blame everyone for everything. Nothing is their fault. They are never wrong. What's worse, they know how to make you feel responsible for their behavior. It's your fault for making them angry. They would not have cheated if you hadn't been giving them such a hard time. They got fired because the boss had it out for them. The role of the victim absolves them of any wrongdoing and has the added effect of making you feel like the bad guy. This kind of emotional manipulation allows the abuser to never be wrong. It is designed to make the person on the receiving end feel somehow wrong or at fault for their own hurt feelings. Number four, they distort everything. Master manipulators are experts at distorting the narrative to fit their own agenda. They know how to pick events and can selectively recall things in such a way that makes you question your own memory. They will intentionally distort what you're trying to say for their own purposes. 
a common form of distortion is gaslighting. Gaslighting is a form of emotional and psychological abuse, which is characterized by manipulation to make the victim question their own feelings, memories, and perceptions. It is one of the telltale signs of an emotionally abusive relationship. In short, gaslighting is when someone tells you that you are too sensitive or that they didn't do something wrong when you know they did. They might also try to convince you that reality isn't as it seems by constantly denying things they have done. Gaslighters can be romantic partners, parents, bosses, or other people in positions of trust and authority over your life. Toxic relationships are often riddled with gaslighting as it is another favored tactic of emotional manipulators. Number five, they're bullies. Manipulators use a wide range of bullying tacts to get what they want. They may humiliate you in public and then make you feel bad for getting upset about it. Or they may suddenly exclude you from social gatherings with no explanation. Intellectual bullying is about <clears throat> criticizing people for the views they hold and the opinions they have. It can be in the form of arguments and debates, but it can also be in the form of mockery, insults, name-calling, and other forms of intimidation. Some common examples of intellectual bullying are saying a person's opinion is invalid because it is not based on facts or research, Arguing a person's opinion is invalid because they don't have enough evidence to back up their claim. Telling someone that their argument is invalid because they are too emotional to talk about this topic objectively. Talking over someone when they're trying to speak and not letting them finish what they're saying. Bureaucratic bullying is the act of using the power of rank or position in an organization to oppress, intimidate, and control employees. <clears throat> Some common examples are ignoring an employee's communication attempts, using sarcasm in interactions, telling them they're not smart enough to work on a project. Master manipulators know how to be all three types of bullies. Number six, they are passive aggressive. Passive aggressiveness is another form of manipulation to watch out for. It's when a person does not say what they want or feel in an open way. They express their anger or frustration through sarcasm, sulliness, pouting, 
stubbornness, silent treatment, etc. In the case of manipulators, this isn't because they're afraid to speak up. They do it because it's confusing for the people on the receiving end and that works to their advantage. When someone wields passive aggressiveness, they're able to use subtle tactics to get what they want. This can look like forgetting an important document for a meeting as a form of sabotage to a colleague or other forms of subtle undermining include casually pushing buttons and acting offended or surprised when this bad behavior garners a negative response, pretending not to understand, shifting responsibility unfairly, sarcasm. They're stubborn to an extreme degree. An example of this could be defending a clearly wrong position tirelessly as a way to annoy the other person. Of course, passive aggressiveness is hard to prove, which is why it's so effective. And we'll be right back with this conclusion of this article on Soberish. How to tell if someone is a master manipulator by Alicia Gilbert. And we'll be right back. Common signs of manipulation number seven. They are experts at playing dumb. Masters of manipulation know how to feign ignorance. They are pros at it. When a manipulator gets called out for bad behavior, they immediately play dumb. It's a tactic designed to make the person on the receiving end question their own memory and judgment. Sometimes this looks like outright lying. Machiavellians can look you straight in your eye and tell you the sky is purple in such a way that you start to question your own eyes when you look up and see blue. Number eight, they'll tell you what you want to hear. Hi, Max will tell you exactly what you want to hear and then turn around and do something completely different. They'll, they say they'll show up and never do. They make promises they can't keep. And when it comes time to confront them, they know exactly how to make you feel bad for expecting them to follow through. Number nine, they use, <clears throat> excuse me, they use comparison to hurt you. Master manipulators love to prey on vulnerability and one effect, and one effective way to do this is by comparing you to others in a way that it is designed to hurt you. Here's how that sounds in practice. 
My ex-girlfriend never had a problem making it to the gym before work. You should try harder. Your brother was always good in math. I don't know what happened to you. You should try to dress more like Mia so you can get a date. They may compare you to someone who is a bit more successful as a way of demeaning you or making you feel small. If you call them out on it, they'll deflect and make you feel like you're being overly sensitive or picking a fight. This form of emotional abuse is designed to produce feelings of inadequacy on the victim. Number 10, they weaponize the silent treatment. Manipulators will withdraw their presence and support as a tool for punishing and controlling others. A common form of this type of manipulation tactic is giving someone the silent treatment to get their way. It can also look like withholding affection or physical intimacy as a way of exerting control. It's equal parts cruel and effective. Number 11. They always one-up your problems. Another manipulation tactic to keep an eye out for is when someone downplays your problems in relation to their own. When you go to an abusive person with the problem you're having, they find a way to diminish your situation while lamenting how much worse they have it. Man, I wish the only thing I had to worry about was dealing with an overbearing mother. I'm trying to help mine financially so she doesn't lose her house. It's a tactic manipulators use to force you to expend all of your emotional energy on them. It's designed to make you feel like your problems are silly and small while their problems are important. The long-term impact leads to feelings of weakness and shame. Number 12, they act like a martyr. Any effort on their part is to be considered a Herculean effort. They will agree to help out with something and then behave as if it is a heavy burden for which you must be overly grateful. This, in turn, can make you feel bad for asking, which they will then exploit. I was up till 3 a.m. last night, so driving you to this early appointment is asking a lot. I don't know why you schedule these things so early. Number 13. They make you feel crazy. 
This one is very much a culmination of every kind of manipulation on this list. If someone is making you feel you can't trust your own instincts or judgment anymore, they are manipulating you. They will have you believe that all of your suspicions about them are a figment of your imagination. Was that text message actually flirty or did I make that up? Did she actually promise she was going to be there? Manipulators will gaslight you and play to your insecurities to make you question yourself. The impact of emotional manipulation. Excuse me. There are short and long-term effects associated with emotional abuse and manipulation. In the short term, the person on the receiving end may be in denial about the abusive nature of the relationship. While grappling with this, they are likely to experience feelings of shame, guilt, fear, or confusion. This can lead to psychological and physical effects such as moodiness, muscle aches, muscle tension, and difficulty concentrating. It is exhausting. In the long term, sustained emotional abuse can lead to depression, low self-esteem, and may be associated with chronic conditions like chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. Additional long-term effects include anxiety, guilt, insomnia, chronic pain, social withdrawal, internalizing the messages of the abuser and believing they that you are no good, feelings of worthlessness. Adults and children subjected to emotional manipulation for long periods develop major trust issues and struggle to form positive connections with others. In some cases, they may seek out negative codependent relationships that reinforce their internalized narrative that they are somehow bad and deserve mistreatment. Access should not be a barrier to help. Soberish is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp. If you have tried and failed to find a therapist with the knowledge and background to help you navigate your specific issues, try BetterHelp. Learn more about my counseling journey with BetterHelp or visit their website below. Overcoming Emotional Manipulation Once you've accepted that you're that you are dealing with a master manipulator, it's time to take action. You're going to have to 
Set boundaries to protect yourself from this person's manipulation. When possible, it's best to cut this person out completely. If you can't, developing strategies to handle a master manipulator is a must. More importantly, you'll need to devote time to your own recovery. All of the side effects of emotional abuse we just talked about do not vanish with the abuser. Consider talk therapy with a trained professional who can provide you with strategies for handling the situation and support you as you work through the healing process. Seek emotional support from friends and family members who have your best interests in mind. And then don't forget to take care of yourself. Part of the healing process requires us to refute the myths our abusers convinced us to believe about ourselves. Little things like providing your body with nourishing food, getting enough sleep, spending time in nature, or getting exercise are all ways you can show yourself love and compassion. It takes time to bounce back from a from a manipulative relationship, but you can do it. Remember to give yourself grace and keep in mind that recovery is often the result of tiny steps done consistently over an extended period of time. Okay, you guys. And that was from Soberish.com. And that article was titled... How to, how to Tell if Someone is a Master Manipulator by Alicia Gilbert. And we want to thank you, Ms. Gilbert, for your wonderful article. And that, you guys, is going to be the conclusion of today's Sunday episode of Just Miss Rose and You. Yes, you, my lovely loyal listener. Hopefully, you are not dealing with any type of master manipulator. And if you are the master manipulator, stop it. Get yourself some help. And if you are being manipulated, don't let people manipulate you. Now, I want to take this time to thank you for listening to today's episode of Just Miss Rose. Please support my sister podcast as the Massage Tip Turns. And you know the rules. Don't let anybody take you from your square. Because you are the only you in the whole universe. And there's nobody in the universe doing a better job of being you uh, than you. Miss Rose out. We'll see you next Sunday on next Sunday's episode of Just Miss Rose. In the meantime, in between time, have a great week. Set your intention of you're going to have a good day every day that you wake up. All right? And don't let nobody take that away from you. All right? All right. Miss Rose out. And if you want to talk to me tomorrow, you can always listen in to Ask the Massage Table Turns. Ha, ha, ha. Have a good one. I love you for listening. Bye.